Hello and welcome to Truth Talks, brought to you by South African author, theologian and church leader, Dr. Christopher Pepler. Hello again. This is my third and last podcast in my series, covering various aspects which kind of underpin my newly published book, The Nine Spiritual Gifts and How You Can Find Your Ministry, which by the way is available now on Amazon Kindle. Today it's spiritual gifts and the anointing. As I indicated in the previous podcast, I want to touch on the correlation between gifts and ministries, and then I want to go on to the issue of how does the anointing connect with spiritual gifts. So first, the correlation between gifts and ministries. Ministries are areas of service in and through the local church. Manifestations are what the Holy Spirit does in and through us as we minister. So this definition identifies both the differences and the correlation between the two. We minister and the Holy Spirit manifests His gifts through us as we do so. In 1 Corinthians chapters 12 and 14, Paul sometimes uses the very same word to identify both manifestations and ministries, so it gets a little confused sometimes. I'll give you an example. He wrote of the gift of prophecy, the manifestation of prophecy in other words, but he also wrote of prophetic ministry. He even wrote about prophets using the same sort of words. The word gifts itself, of course, translates a Greek word which has got a very general meaning. At its most general sense, it means spiritual matters, graces of God. So gifts is a word that covers both manifestations of the Holy Spirit and the ministry of believers as the Holy Spirit manifests through us. Both are covered. In Romans 12, verses 6 to 8, for instance, it makes it quite obvious that both manifestations of the Spirit and human ministries are in view. When Paul wrote this, he wrote, We have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it to the proportion of his faith. If it is serving, let him serve. If it is teaching, let him teach. If it is encouraging, let him encourage you. If it is contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it's leadership, let him govern diligently. If it's showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. So you see, right intertwined in this under the heading of gifts is prophesying, which is the manifestation of the Holy Spirit, but also serving and leadership and even giving financially. So both manifestations of the Holy Spirit and ministries of people are gifts to the church body. I'll give you an example. Someone with a prophetic ministry will often speak out prophetic messages from God. That's what makes him have a prophetic ministry. But they're messages from God. They are manifestations of prophecy. You see, the manifestations of the Holy Spirit prophesying through him establish and authenticates his prophetic ministry. However, a prophet, male or female, doesn't matter, a prophet does not possess the ability to prophesy at will. And, in fact, he or she could well bless the church with other manifestations of the Spirit, like words of knowledge and discerning of spirits. But the main way that the Holy Spirit manifests through a person with a prophetic ministry is through prophecy. I remember sitting in a service many years ago at another church where a visiting preacher from overseas 
uh, made the bold statement that uh, he could prophesy at will. That in fact, because he was a prophet, every time he opened his mouth to say something, it should be taken as a word of prophecy from God. Well, my opinion, that that's just arrogant nonsense. The Holy Spirit manifests his presence as he wills through his gift, not to the man prophesying. The gift is to the people receiving that word from God. Now let's talk about anointing and gifts. Here, here the key idea presented is that God brings believers into a, a wonderful sort of unequal partnership. We minister and he manifests supernaturally. He is the major partner, we are the minor. It's his manifestation of prophecy which counts, but he allows us to participate in delivering it. So this grace-filled partnership actually helps us to understand the relationship between anointing and gifts. Now, you will often hear the word anointing in Pentecostal and charismatic circles, not so much in other denominational groups. For traditional Protestants, the word anointing usually signifies something or some person that God has set apart for a particular purpose. They take that from the Old Testament times when kings, prophets, and priests were anointed with oil to consecrate them, to set them apart for the service to the community under God's direction. But you know, even in the Old Testament, it was quite evident that the anointing signified more than a simple sacramental act. It wasn't just this oil which was being poured on to a person to say, you know, now you are set aside. This is your kind of initiation into that. Uh, let's take, for instance, 1 Samuel 16.13. This is what it says there. So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him, being Saul, in the presence of his brothers. And from that day, the Spirit of the Lord came upon David in power. Sorry, not Saul, David. So let me read that again. And from that day on, the Spirit of the Lord came upon David in power. So you see, it wasn't just a sacramental act of consecration. There was actually the anointing power of the Holy Spirit, which was on him and within him from that time onwards. The connection between anointing and spiritual power continues into the New Testament. So Luke records in Acts 10.38 how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. Didn't just set him aside, filled him with power, anointed him and filled him with power. And James connects anointing the sick with oil to the Holy Spirit in Empowerment of the elders to heal, the elders to heal under the anointing. He writes this, Is any of you sick? He should call the elders of the church to pray over him and anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise him up. James 5 verses 14 to 15. Do you see this wonderful partnership going again? The elders operate in obedience to the Holy Spirit. They take the anointing oil as a sign of the power of God. They anoint the person with oil. The Holy Spirit anoints them with power. They administer this power of healing to the person, and the person is cured. Wonderful. You see, so if anointing has to do with consecration and spiritual empowerment, then it must surely include the gift manifestations of the Holy Spirit through believers. 
Of course, there's much more to the anointings and gifts and ministries, and I cover some more of that in my book, in quite a simple and an overview-orientated way, but in far more detail than I'm doing now. It's part of the Christian Quick Read series. It's specially designed for folk who don't have time or maybe the inclination to read hundreds and hundreds of pages on a subject. So it's set out in a short, concise manner. If you're interested in reading it, then please just go to my site, truthistheword.com, all one word, truthistheword.com, and then under the tab Publications, you'll see a subheading called Books. Click on that, and all my books published on Kindle to date are there and one other that's yet yet to be published. And you'll find this particular one, and you can click on it, and you can obtain far more details on it. And if you want to buy it, there'll be a link through to Amazon Kindle for you. Okay, God bless you until we chat again. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Truth Talks from Truth Is The Word Ministry. If you'd like to share your views, read up on related topics, or purchase one of Dr. Pepler's books, please visit his blog on truthistheword.com. And remember, truth is the word.